So the theme of purgatory is very much present in our readings today, especially in our gospel, the story of uh, Abraham, so the story that Jesus tells to the, to the Pharisees, scribes and Pharisees, uh, about Abraham, speak, his conversation with this rich man, right? So the poor man, Lazarus, who dies and goes to, goes to uh, the bosom of Abraham, as it's called, heaven, or, and then the, the rich man who dies. And he's in these, the, the, these torments uh, in, well, we'll talk in a second about where, where we think he is. Interestingly, today, there must be something important in, in today's homily, because our technology went absolutely ballistic this morning, and uh, the cameras were, 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 were freezing, and our audio was freezing, and the computer was freezing, and everything was going mental. So there must be something important uh, in today's homily, which is good, which is good, because it's all running now, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It is. Good. Okay. Good. So, because it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting theme, uh, and it's, it's a kind of thing, as I say, which I think may be kind of misunderstood. Sometimes you hear people say, uh, that person, that they did their purgatory on earth. So a person who's suffered a lot, right? They did, they've done their purgatory on earth. Or they've, uh, you know, they've suffered a lot, so now you know, they've done their, 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 their due amount of suffering, they can go to heaven now. Now that, that just reveals something very unsettling, if I'm honest, about how we see God. Because do, do we think that in order to please God, we have to kind of suffer a certain amount, then once we've suffered, we can get to heaven? Why, why would God allow that? Why would any good parent want their child, just, I just want you to suffer a bit, go on, suffer a little more, a little more hunger, little more cold, you know, a little more rejection, and you're good. Okay, now you can come into the house. What, like, that, that, that doesn't, it makes no sense. It, it, it very much damages our understanding of God if we think a person just simply has to suffer, and then they can get into heaven. Because this is, I would actually argue, a very typically diabolical plan, you know? This is a, this, this is a diabolical idea. This is, it's from the devil to, to, to try and confuse us into thinking that God somehow punishes or causes suffering or causes misery or is indifferent to it or even delights in it, okay? So one of the main goals of the enemy is always to tarnish our understanding of God as Father and God as love. He wants those two ideas, he wants those two realities destroyed, that God isn't Father and God isn't love. So, so he always wants to attack those ideas. Okay, so, so back to our... Our gospel. So the poor man in abject poverty, right? He's, got, he's hungry, he's got sores, he's being stepped over by people, dogs coming to lick him and he hasn't got the energy to shoo them away. Okay, so he's quite miserable. Lazarus is very, very miserable. <clears throat> and the rich man lives in the lap of luxury. So he dressed in, in purple. That was a very expensive color. It, it required... <coughs> uh, we won't go into the details, but there was basically there was, there was a, it's like a clam, uh, a mussel, um, which had this dye in it, like a, frog, a, 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 a little drop of this purple dye. So you had to like squeeze a thousand of them to be able to dye a, a full-size cloak or cape or whatever it was. So it was very, very expensive. That's where they got the color purple. So the color purple was, was only for the rich. Okay, so... Uh, this man then is, is, as I say, living in the lap, the rich man living in the lap of luxury, and both die. Now, poor man is taken up to Abraham, and the rich man finds himself in what we call Hades. Hades is a Greek word. Uh, Hades is the Greek word for the realm of the dead. So it's not necessarily hell, 
right? It's not necessarily hell, it's, but it's, it's the place where the dead go. Now, since Jesus hasn't gone through his passion yet at this point in, in the gospel, heaven, if you will, hasn't, the gates of heaven haven't been opened yet because that happened through Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. So all who have died at this point are still waiting for heaven or still waiting for their final judgment. So just so we know that this man isn't in hell. Also, the rich man, when he talks to, to, to Abraham, what he says is actually quite good. He doesn't sound like the worst man at all. You know, so he's down in in Hades, so this realm of the dead, and there's there definitely is suffering there, right? He said, "I'm in agony in these flames," but he said, "Just just ask Lazarus just to dip his finger into water just to cool my tongue." So I mean, he's not even asking for much, right? He's not even asking for much. And then Abraham says, "This is impossible. We can't cross uh, from your side, from our side to yours, and you can't cross from your side to ours." But then he said, "Okay, I beg you, then send Lazarus to my father's house." So he actually cares. This rich man actually cares about his family. At this point, he's not cursing God. He's not cursing Abraham. He's not, you know, blaming God or anybody else for his situation. He's saying, "Send Lazarus to my father's house, that that my brothers don't have to come here, because this place is awful." Okay, so. And Abraham says then these, these kind of startling words. Remember, it's, it's Jesus recounting this story. So Jesus is the one telling the story. So Abraham says, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. Ah, yes, but if someone comes back from the dead, then they might believe. If someone came back from the dead, they might believe. Okay, we know what is Jesus talking about here? Himself. If someone were to come back from the dead, then they believe, right? That's what, Lazarus, that's what the, the rich man says. And Abraham replies, if they will not listen to Moses or to the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone should rise from the dead. So Jesus is talking about himself here, that even though he knows he's going through this horrend- he will go through this horrendous passion, he knows that even then not everybody will be convinced, not everyone will listen, not everyone will care. You know, it's, it's, it's a startling thing for Jesus to say. Will they even be convinced if someone were to come back from the dead? Okay, so... It's very, very profound. So I would say that, that what we find, this rich man finds himself in, in purgatory. So he's been purified. Now, the, 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 just to, so we have a clear idea of what purgatory is, the Catholic Church teaches, the Catechism teaches, that all who die in God's grace, so you're dying in God's grace and friendship, but still imperfectly purified, they undergo a process of purification. This process of purification is known as purgatory. Okay. I saw a video recently of, from Father Mike Schmitz about this, this theme, which I thought was very, very good. And he said, imagine the souls in purgatory. So in purgatory, uh, you're being purified. Now, just to understand clearly, it's not the suffering that purifies. Suffering on its own is bad. Suffering on its own is useless. The souls in hell suffer it makes no, and it's no good to them. Suffering on its own makes no difference. Okay? It's suffering out of love is what changes us. The cross, I mean, if Jesus had been on, on the cross grumbling and cursing the whole time, it wouldn't have been the source of redemption that it is. But he does all of this out of love. It's the love that changes us. So that in our suffering, in our disappointment, in our rejection, that we offer this out of love, that is what changes us. That's what purifies us. Not just the suffering, but suffering out of love. Suffering out of love opens our heart to a, a, an incredible capacity to love that luxury and comfort never will. So in purgatory, yes, it's not necessarily pleasant. But it's while we're there, while we're there 
in purgatory. We know that everything we're going through has a very clear goal, which is what? Heaven. Right? Everything we're going through in purgatory has the, the goal of getting us into heaven for all eternity, to that eternal bliss with God, to that eternal perfection, eternal happiness, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears. So while we're in purgatory, we're not grumbling, we're not cursing God or anybody else. We know that we need this because I can't get into heaven with an imperfect heart. I can't get into heaven and bring with me my jealousy, my anger, my impurity, uh, my addiction. I, I can't get into heaven. I can't bring that into heaven. So I, I have to be purified. Otherwise, heaven will just be all of this all over again. You know, all this kind of suffering and betrayal. And that's not what we want. So we have to, we have to be ready for heaven so that when we get there, we don't bring in all of our dirt with us. So purgatory is a gift of God's mercy. So when I'm, if I'm not ready for heaven, I, I, I shouldn't be there. But God wants me there. So he provides this place of, of purification so that I can get there. You know, he wants to get you there. He's trying to get, he's trying to give us every possible opportunity to get us into heaven. So, but it just wouldn't be fair or right just to bring simply everybody up the way they are. Because then sin would exist in heaven. And then, what's, then heaven isn't heaven. So we have to be purified. So purgatory is a place of purification. And it's, yes, there is suffering involved. But it's suffering out of love because we know. Everything we do in purgatory has that goal of getting me to heaven. So every discomfort, every, if there are flames there, okay, we don't have a body there, so I'm not really sure how it works. Uh, but uh, any punishment, any difficulty, any adversity, any suffering that's there, it's offered out of love because I want to be with God forever. And if this is what I have to do to get there, so be it. So be it, because I've seen the face of God. I want to be with him. I want to be in heaven. Okay, so, so purgatory, we shouldn't see it as God just inflicting suffering because we've been a bad boy or a bad girl. That's not it. We're learning to love. Purgatory is a gift of God's mercy. Purgatory is a school of love. It's a school of love. We learn to love. And that's then what makes us ready for heaven. But what if, what if we applied that thought to here? What if we want to avoid purgatory? In purgatory... The souls there know that everything they're going through has the goal of getting them to heaven. What if we lived our lives here like that? What if every difficulty and adversity that we experience here, we, we, we were able to think of it in terms of, of getting to heaven? So Lord, when I have a difficulty or a rejection or a, a heaviness or a, any kind of a burden, illness, Lord, I offer this up to you because I want to get to heaven. In my daily life, all of the struggles that I go through, Lord, I offer them to you. I offer them for the purification of my soul and for the sanctification of those around me. Lord, whatever you want to do with it, I offer it to you. In purgatory, they know what they're doing because they've had a glimpse of heaven. They've had a glimpse of God. Why should that be any different to us here? Where we can now offer our daily lives and all of the difficulties and struggles, and there are in everybody's life here. Everyone, Everyone of you that I know, there are always crosses and problems and sickness and Grief. So what if we lived our lives here from that perspective? To offer everything up to God out of love for the purification of our own hearts and souls. That would mean then that the purpose of purgatory has been fulfilled here. Which means, help of God, you won't need purgatory. You won't need purgatory. 
You won't need any further purification. If you're already pure, if you're already ready for heaven, you're ready for heaven. If it's not broken, don't fix it. You don't need purgatory. You don't need it. We can go straight up. So we should understand purgatory in, in really, really positive terms. It's a gift of God's mercy. It's a school of love. But if we live our lives here with that understanding, we can do, we can have our time of preparation and purification here and now and be ready for heaven then when, when God calls us. So we ask the Lord today to renew our hearts and minds, to renew them in his love, that every day might be a, a school of love, that every adversity, every difficulty, every cross might draw us closer to him, so that we might experience the joy of heaven with him for all eternity. Amen.